Welcome to the Bifocal Podcast with John White and Jason Himmelstein, where we talk about business intelligence and the Microsoft stack with news, interviews, and expert opinions from around the space. This is episode 206, recorded on September 23rd, 2021, where John and Jason go over the September 2021 Power BI updates, including new formatting options for buttons, Insights is now in preview, and Power BI goals get automated status rules. Oh, and a new paginated report builder. Good morning, Jason. How are you on this fine day? <laughs> Bye, John. You, you seem enthused. I'm doing great. We have been waiting for this day here in San Antonio oh? for months now. And it, yesterday was really the day. Okay. But today it? is even better. Autumn? I, you can't call it that. Why? John, it's that's not really what, what it is. Oh. It's just a cooler, like, oh. it's 57 degrees outside right now. Really? Fahrenheit. Yeah. Oh, wow. I went out walking this morning to walk the kids to school. 55 degrees. My hands were cold. It was amazing. <laughs> I dumped and cleaned the hot tub over the past couple of days and went in last night, even though it was still too warm, really, to get in outside. I went in because it was just beautiful. It was below 70. It was like right at 68, 69 degrees okay. outside. It's the beginning. Now, we're going to be back to 100 degrees, I'm confident, like next week. Okay. But by the middle of October, we should be seeing this consistently. And it's glorious. The kids had to wear like long sleeves this morning on the walk to school. Uh-huh. And they were like, wow, this is really nice. It almost feels like New Hampshire in summer. Okay. Like, yes, exactly. We've just begun our long decline into colder and colder and colder temperatures. So my, my heart's not really bleeding for you too much. <laughs> oh, I'm over the moon. I'm so happy. Like I was basically running around the house dancing yesterday. Uh, you know, it was September 2nd. It's, it's just after the solstice. It's the first day, first official day of fall, yeah. if you want to call it that. Yeah. Texas doesn't really get a fall. So, right. uh, you know, but man, it's been really nice and I'm look, looking forward to the weekend. It's baseball season and my son, my younger son, Sam is playing. So we were at the field for a double header on Saturday morning and Whew. with these temperatures, it's definitely going to make a difference. So. Yeah, that would be, that'd be a little rough in the heat. Yep. Okay. Good. It's been busy around these parts with, uh, leading up to Max's bar mitzvah and everything. So right. just... Yeah, honestly, man, I've been looking forward to this drop for so long. I looked at it when they they gave us all the MVP preview information about it. And I went, all this looks amazing. I'm not going to be able to touch it till it comes out. And then it (laughs) dropped. And I haven't been able to To touch touch it since it dropped. It's been two days. And I made sure my team was up to date with it. It made that we were uh, publishing some really... uh, cool looking power bi yesterday yeah and one of my uh my team was working on it and we it kept doing this weird we had some weird scroll bar things going on he's like hang on let me update to the latest power bi desktop oh, like yeah. jason told me to a day ago and see if this solves the problem just like that fix nice. the problems nice lots of improvements and enhancements in here let's dive in because that's what we have today is today is uh the September Power BI feature summary. Yep. We have service, we have desktop, we have mobile, we have, they actually dropped a new gateway. We have Power BI report builder. Sure. Oh my, it's a lot. <laughs> so let's go ahead and take our break and come back and we'll dive directly in. Sounds good. Are you drowning in spreadsheets? Are you gasping for a better reporting solution? Let Marquee Insights throw you a lifeline. They can help you chart a course to success with Power BI, then get underway quickly with one of their quick start solutions while learning the ropes from their experienced staff. 
If you're ready for reporting bliss, go to marqueeinsights.com and click the Get Started button and learn how they can help you make better, faster decisions with smarter data. All right, John. I'm yeah. so excited by this first one. I've been waiting for this since we heard about it well, months, yeah. months, months ago. Yeah. Since we saw the preview of it at Embass. And we've seen pieces of it too coming yes. out. But this looks like it's the big part of the of the new shapes feature. And we get a beautiful picture of uh, of Amir's son, yeah. Ethan Nets, who is now a full member of the team. He was an intern. Yeah. We saw previews of this a year ago. It was about that long ago, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. When Ethan was doing a demo at the end of his intern and like we saw all this and we everybody on the call went can you just hire him now can we have it now <laughs> exactly we, just, <laughs> we need this yesterday yeah so very very cool in a nutshell i mean we've seen the new shapes already or some of the new shapes already in the product well this is now this is now the ability to add these new shapes as buttons. That's the big woohoo moment here, wouldn't you say? Yeah, but not only that, like the ability to completely customize the formatting of yes. it is absolutely huge because uh, we brand our reports at yeah. my job and like we're constantly, you know, babbling. We're in order to get things the way we want them, you know, with the right fill and everything, layering everything in. Sometimes you have three or four images to drop in in order to make something look right and now we just get to have one yep. performance improvement just you know went through the roof because of this feature but also the ability to use custom images or icons as a button as opposed oh to the God. eight or nine that you got to pick from before depending on the purpose that we knew ahead of time you were going to want your button for yeah exactly yep exactly. I mean, this is huge yes I mean, it is for for usability purposes alone and adoption really really nice easy icon placement options as well it's you know how do you how does the image fit what's the fill look like you know all of that on the right on the left above the text above the all the alignment all the stuff you would expect to see is there yeah i'm stupidly excited about something that you know arguably should have been here for a long time if you ask like, the competitors and whatnot uh, you know when you look at competitive competing products a lot of them have this type of functionality but this is still huge and now that we have it there's more that i want yeah, in this. Me too. Like, i want data binding yes. i want to be able to data bind these shapes like that's going to be massive if we can get to that point. Really, really important. In the blog post, there's an example of a custom image. They've got basically a, a, an email symbol with a little alert beside it. Well, that, that's cool. How do you know there's an alert there? Right? That's the data binding. That's exactly what you're asking. Yes. Well, wouldn't it be cool to be able to bind that to some measure, some calculated mm -hmm. measure, and your button would indicate what the urgency of that thing? That'd be pretty cool. But yeah, no, that's that's obviously well, the future. We we should be happy with what we have right now. <laughs> yes. Well, cut for for all of this, like that data binding, the thing I'm looking forward to with all of that type of functionality, what I'm looking for from a formatting perspective is conditional formatting. Yeah. Based upon data. Oh yeah. And yeah, of a button like this button is now red. Yep. Go. You need to click on it like it give me kpi capability basically kind of like what goals just got this month too but i'm i'm, I'm foreshadowing <laughs> <laughs> well, i'm with you and you know you know what comes after the ability to do that right what's that sir what's that data alerts based upon Ooh. a condition wouldn't that be cool i mean but jason power bi already has an alerting 
Sure. I couldn't keep a straight yeah. face, sorry. No, you couldn't. <laughs> you made me sad now, so now we have to move on. <laughs> no, we have, we're not done. I mean, this this it's not just, you know, these custom sh- shapes with the with, with the buttons, but the things you can do with them. I mean, they will resize automatically. You put it that input that icon in on the button, you change the size of the button, the icon will resize unless you tell it not to. Yeah, which you mm-hmm. can also do, which is uh, which is awesome. And plus, there's also various effects like drop shadows and glow. I mean, this is all the sort of stuff you could have in PowerPoint when you drop a shape on a on a slide. You can do the same thing with your buttons. I mean, the the options for formatting your report or automating your report um, have just increased significantly. Or making it look nice when you do that, at least. Yes, and that's sort of the key. That you know, hey, there is something here to go and take a look at. Click here. Those are the types of things from the future's perspective. I, this for me is a foundational element and yeah. a fa- foundational step. I'm not talking as much about what's here as I am about what I'm excited about. That's a misleading thing. So to the listener, I apologize. I'm stupidly excited about the possibilities that this brings to the table. And this is the kind of thing that that Power BI is great at, is that next iteration, that next iteration giving us in a reasonable period of time that that next thing and that next thing. So this is my report designers at the office are so excited by this yep. and they're excited by what comes next, which, you know, the, the menu configuration and things like that, the bookmarks uh, functionality that we should see by the end of the so, year. Yeah, the bookmark and then and, and, and the tying that to buttons. Yeah, that's yep. that, I, yeah. all of that that we saw at Embass. Yeah, like, right. We're seeing so much here that we got demos of at Embass. Yep. It's very exciting. Yeah, I'm quite happy with this particular feature. I, I this, this one is, it's probably, it's, it's not only is it the first one, it's probably the biggest one uh, this month. So. Well done, team. The next one up here is the ability to toggle the you know columns in a waterfall chart. To, to, here. The total columns. It, it's basically oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's a uh, incremental. It's good. I mean, uh, if you're using a waterfall tra- uh, a chart before, you, you always had totals on your columns. Now you don't have to. Yeah, and that's nice because uh, that was not something that I cared for. The next one here is the line chart series label, and I, like I really like this. Yeah, me this. too. Me too. Because how many how many times have you had had something like a line chart? But you want to throw up the legend, mm-hmm. right? You want to throw up the legend, but it takes so much real estate to do that, and it's not in place. And it's like, what color is that thing? And you got to look back at the chart for the color. Now, you know, you put it in place. There's the name of the series right on the line itself, without taking yep. up too much real estate. I think this is awesome. Now, I'm going to be really curious to see when you're bunched and you have a lot of yeah. lines, how this really lays out and look. I haven't gotten a chance to layer on that many of them on a line chart. Yeah, I work a lot in grids. I don't get to play with line charts oh, quite as yeah, much. I'm looking forward to try, f- trying to find some stuff to play you with. You work with an accountancy company. That's that's right. The Excel <laughs> type people. Hey, you know what? Just while we're on the topic of um, and this is not in this month, this is me veering off into getting excited about an idea, but what about this? I mean, you know how we have a legend on a particular video Visual. Wouldn't it be mm-hmm. nice to have a legend that's tied to a page? Oh, yes, John. One legend, it affects all of the visuals on the page. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? Anyway, I'm dreaming. <laughs> I don't think you're dreaming that hard, though. That should be something that could happen. You know what, John? I think putting that into ideas.powerbi.com, I, I that'd think be that's a cool a idea. Pretty good idea, actually. I, and we gotta, we, well, we'll be talking about ideas.powerbi.com a little bit later, too. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, might have to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the next one here is sensitivity label support for Power BI template yep. files. This doesn't sound like much, but this really, it's very important to me. 
as I'm starting to spend a lot more time putting Power BI template files into Azure DevOps. Mm -hmm. You know, being able to apply an MIP sensitivity label there is really nice. That way, it's it's just there by default, and yep. you can specify it. And uh, some of the stuff that we're looking at doing from an automation perspective of pulling using Azure DevOps to do CI/CD, you know, pulling out a template file, populating that information, and then pumping it out. That this saves us some time of you know adding stuff into a JSON file. Yep. To be honest, yep. And we can we can do it across the board. So PBIT files get this capability, which is really nice. Fit and finish. Fit and finish. There's nothing wrong with fit and finish. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Here is a big one. Yeah. This is something that got announced at Embass, and it looks really cool. I'm excited to play with it. This is a preview feature. So, in, And this is a preview feature in the service, not in desktop. This That's is right. not a Power BI desktop thing. So That's an important distinction. Yeah. yeah, there is nothing this month that you need to go in to file options and settings and you know, preview features. You should take a look and make sure you have everything turned on there from previous months, but you know, there's nothing this month that requires you to go do that. That's right. This is in the analytics section. It's insights, John. This is, uh, and I don't remember, did Justina demo this? Is that who did it? I, I believe it so. I believe so. It would make sense because it's an AI feature. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, as John just mentioned, this is an AI feature that you know, insights feature helps users easily find and explore insights such as anomalies, trends, and KPI analysis in their data as they interact and consume their report. Yep. Now, this is an automatic generation. Yeah. Okay. And you have the ability to go and take a look at these. But here's the kicker this is a premium feature. You must be in either PPU or in premium per capacity. I want to drill into that a little bit before we even get into exactly what this is all about. Because, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the only feature that behaves exactly this way. So if your report is in premium, you get it. If you have a premium per user license, you also get it even if the report is in a pro capacity. And that's weird. Yes, it is, John. And thank you for calling it out. I was hoping that you were going to do this because I just lied to the listener. What I did. Well, I said you had to be have it, this had to be in PPU, which is not okay. true. Not in you. It, you have to have a PPU license. You this do. Is a, this is a hugely important distinction. You're hit, you're exactly right. This is massively confusing, I think, if you don't pay attention. So if you've got a PPU license and you're communicating with a user that doesn't, you could be looking at the same report saying, just pull open the quick insights. I said quick insights. The insights yes. pane. Oh, we're going to get there. The ins Pull open the insights pane. What insights pane? It's right there. Don't you see it? Oh, I don't. I could just see this happening. <laughs> yeah. This is the first, the first feature that we are seeing coming to Power BI that gives something special to a PPU licensed user in a pro yeah. low, in a pro workspace. The very first, this is an indicator, folks. That's going to be something that we're going to see more and more of. And I, so I, I would bet, I gotta I would how bet you a steak dinner, John. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, well, no, I, I, I think there will be more. But so, I mean, I, I got to assume, so the reason anything up until now has required any kind of a premium capacity is that so you know you can run dedicated quote unquote dedicated resources on that and you're eating up your compute not 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 the general public's compute right okay mm -hmm. great so this must be executing against the capacity that's attached 
the PPU in that case, by the way, if you've got a PPU license, it must be executing against that capacity that's been allocated to every tenant for any premium per user uh, users. Makes sense, right? I mean, it has to be doing that. And it's just running the compute. It doesn't have to have the data in it. So it's, it's, it's compute only. In- interesting. I don't yeah, know. I, I don't know any more anything about the architecture. I'm just speculating, but uh. it's really interesting. But this definitely indicates something to me. I'm interested in how this works. Yeah. So I looked at it and I went as I'm looking. Insights is supported for reports in premium and premium per user workspaces. If you don't read the next line, yeah. if you just skim down, and you go, "Oh, got it." The next line says you can also use this capability. I can say words correctly, <laughs> in non, and it's split. Yeah. The word non and premium are on two different lines, <laughs> which makes like the eye, if you're not reading, if you're skimming, you're going to miss it. Are you saying non- you skim? Non-premium workspaces <laughs> if you have a PPU license. I skimmed it. I did that. Like, that's why yeah. this is like, as I'm looking at it, it's so very important. And I'm harping on this point. This is a really cool feature that you should want to check out. So if you haven't if you haven't used your PPU trial yet, this might be something worth yeah. trying it out for yeah. right here. And that's why I think this is great. So. Yeah. So I we should probably talk a little bit about what it is. I mean, it, it, it what it, I've got a bit of a question here I want to drill in on, but it basically looks at report pages and your visuals and it tries to spot things about the about that just tries to spot outliers it tries to spot trends and it gives you this little dialogue on the right hand side that shows anything it's found you know hey, this seems to be out of whack or this seems to be correlated with this etc cetera, etc cetera. now mm-hmm. we've seen this sort of thing before right in the mm-hmm. quick insights feature this is just insights so presumably it's not as quick I'm not just kidding <laughs> but we had the quick insights feature. But as far as I can tell, the quick insights feature was bound or scoped to a data set. And you could run the quick uh, the quick insights feature on the data set after you import the data. And it would say, hey, found all these things about your data. This seems to be a lot more tightly scoped to what you're seeing. It's basically bound not so much to the data set, but to the report. So what you're going to see in that panel is tied to all of the visuals on a particular page. And what's new here, too, is you can select the insights for a particular visual, and then it'll be scoped down to just that particular visual. And to the extent that its behavior changes, depending on the visual, for example, if you've got a... um, uh, if you've got a KPI visual and it's got an indicator and it's got a target, it's going to run quick insights against the variance from target, right? The, the, how much your actual data is, is off of what your target values are. But if you don't have a target value, it's going to apply more standard, you know, it, this one number seems to be out of whack, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that's fundamentally the difference between the two features. And I have not looked at I don't know if quick insights is still there, actually. It would make sense that it's not, because that would be confusing, I think. Yeah, I, and I haven't checked yet either, John. Uh, it's definitely worth a, a quick Google thing for, or just hit the service and take a look at a report to see. Yeah, I'm really, I'm very curious. I never really used that feature, so and with the way things move around, I'm not sure <laughs> I know where to yeah, find it. Yeah, I'm trying to remember anymore. exactly where it was. Was it under the ellipse? Uh, it might have been for the data set, yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, so I'll be really interested to see whether it's there or not. I'm not seeing it on the data set. I see lots of other stuff here. There's another little difference, uh, according to the license that we didn't mention, is it will proactively notify you if it sees changes 
to the data set and you know it's found new insights, you're going to get a little toast notification. You're only going to get those toast notifications if the report is in premium capacity. Mm-hmm. You don't get those toast notifications if it's sitting in pro capacity, even if you do have a PPU license. So this is a little bit, you know, it's going to t- take some getting used to. But you can All just right, go John. get them. You c- click on the button and you, you can go get them. Yeah, I think we've uh, we've done this one justice. Uh, yeah, I'm not <laughs> seeing it on the data set. I'm yeah. just, uh, I, I did just, a quick I look. I, I looked gone. on the report. But get insights is uh, is there, and it's uh, it's pretty cool. It's loading up, and yep. uh, I'm gonna have fun. And it does at the bottom say this features in preview. Learn more by clicking here. So pretty pretty neat stuff. Yep, it is. It is. And that's All it right. for the analysis section. We're going to move right Big on to feature. modeling. Yep. One of the items here is we have a, the well, the new shortcut expression for calculate now supports aggregation functions. So I think we talked about this a couple of weeks back or months back. Uh, the calculate statement got a little bit simpler from a syntax standpoint. Instead of having to pass in a whole filter expression, you could just essentially imply the, the filter. And now this same syntax is supporting aggregation functions. So you, you know, medium, sum, et cetera, et cetera. So it's uh, an, another fit and finish piece, but it's a, it's a good one. Yeah. The next one up here is new parameter for XIRR function. Something about the internal r- r- rate of return. I know it's a financial oh, yes. function. I, I, Sorry, John, you did a pointy thing. Yeah, uh, this actually is, uh, you know, we're working in, in this world, you know, internal rate of return is something that is uh, is fun to try and calculate. This gives us just another parameter to be able to, to play with as we're trying to find that. You know, so the XIRR function is unable to return to find solutions and returns an error. Uh, starting with this release, we've added a fifth and optional parameter that enables you to specify an alternative result which will be returned instead of the error whenever the XRR function cannot find a solution. I This is not an uncommon thing in the finance world. So it just gives us a nice, uh, basically, error handling. Makes makes complete sense. Yeah, m- more on the uh, on the fit and finish. And this is all on the DAX side of the uh, of, of the equation. You're going to love this next one, I think. <laughs> no, it's, all, it's, it's basically a little bit easier. to. F- they made it a little easier to do date time stuff with DAX uh, again a few weeks ago. Now it's being extended a little bit and you can pass in a, a user's locale to the format command. So if you use the format command, you can pass in a date time, you can declare it, you can pass in the value of a of a dimension or something like that. You could basically say general date, year, whatever, you know, it's a string that is going to control what uh, what gets returned. Now you can also pass a locale to it. So general date in the US is different, I'm sure you're aware, than the general date in the rest of the world. But the rest of the world has different formats. And in Canada, by the way, we're very confused because we never know if we're using our format, the British format, or your format, because it's like, I don't know. But uh, I'll tell you, of all of them, month, day, year makes the least amount of sense. I'm just saying. <laughs> I like year, month, day, and nobody uses it except ISO. So. I know, John, because that's how we have to <laughs> format right. all of our stuff, because that's how you like it. So I, I, I've taken your lead. It's and- sortable no matter how you slice it. But yeah, Liga, see what I did there with slicing? But as, a, as an example, for, if you pass in uh, Great Britain, you'll get uh, day, month, year. If you pass in U.S., you'll get month, day, year. Presumably, if you pi- passed in ISO, you'd get year, month, day, etc. If you pass in Canada, I don't know what you'll get because I'm, I'm still, you know, I'm Canadian. I don't know what our real standard is. <laughs> yeah, but the other thing that's interesting here is uh, it's not just for date time. 
right? This right. is also for numerical values. That's right. Like the one that they call out is the Netherlands doesn't use commas; they use periods. Yeah. Or decimal separators. Currencies. Yeah. For, yeah. yeah, yeah that's a dot. Yeah. So yeah. you know that's that's an important distinction, and this makes it so that you know you don't have to write that because man, that one's annoying. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, that's a tough one to try and have to deal with when you're, you know, trying to globalize your your stuff. Exactly right. That stuff just makes me crazy, especially when it's dates. <laughs> it's nice if the day is like beyond twelve, then you can actually figure out what the format is. But if it isn't, man, what a pain. <laughs> anyway, this episode of the Bifocal Podcast is sponsored by Tigraph the award-winning reporting and analytics platform for Office 365. Get the full picture of your Office 365 network by using TyGraph. See how customers leverage its actionable insights to better understand their organization's usage, collaboration, and adoption patterns. Try TyGraph today. Sign up for a free trial at TyGraph.com. All right. Let's move right along, John, because we're going to end up being a little long this week, I think, potentially, because we got some more cool stuff to, to talk about. Okay, all right. So the next one here is the data connectivity and preparation section, and we're going to blow through some of this yeah. because uh, the first one is important, but, yeah. but, but minor. Uh, the Power BI connector in Power Automate is now generally available. Yeah, I, I didn't know it wasn't. <laughs> so I thought that we were seeing something new happen here around data-driven alerts. I thought they had updated something. No, they just this is now GA. Which yeah, because this this connector's been with us for a couple of years. We've had a number of actions in preview state. I didn't realize the connector had gone into preview. Perhaps it had in order to support those actions. But anyway, it's not in preview anymore. So it's GA. So. Not in preview anymore. So what's going to do? I want. So much more from this personally. The triggers that are here are few, and yeah, hopefully they'll. Now that it's GA, they'll spend some more time and iterate on it. But yep. Who knows? There are several new and updated connectors. Assemble View is now GA. Data Azure Databricks. There's a connector update which adds support for export and import into PBIDS files. Bloomberg Enterprise Data and Analytics is now GA. Data Virtuality has an update to its connector. Exasol has an update to its connector. And Vena is now GA. That's correct. So that's that. And uh, let's dive into service because, John, Power BI Goals yes. has some cool stuff here. Uh, I, there's I, an automated status rules now. I think this is what you were asking for a while ago. I mean, it was kind of, why isn't it doing this yet? Well, now it is. So you can basically have the status of an item automatically changed whenever a particular rule fires on your goal, which, to my mind, for this sort of a, uh, a thing, is table stakes. Well, John, this is not what I was asking for, actually. No? This, I, I knew that this was going to be a thing that was going to happen. Mm. What I want is notification based oh, upon yes, that. Oh, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. That's what I well, want. Well, first you and have to have this. So This is important to have. One step at a time. So hopefully that will be something that comes along as a part of, my guess is, the Power BI connector in Power Automate. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, this is, as you said, table stakes, this is important. This is something that we had stated when we first saw goals. And yes. That this, until this happened, it was really hard to well, get it, excited about. It would be hard to go GA without this feature. So this is good. Yeah. This pays away. It's still in preview to be sure. Yep. Don't want to confuse anybody, but yeah. Now, basically, you can put in some fairly complex uh, formulas to be able to change the status of your goal according to various data elements. It's, it's really nice. I really like the way this looks. Yeah, it looks really good. Again, there's some pieces to it that 
I want to see improved, but you know, it's a preview feature. That's the whole point. Get it out there, get it going, and then we'll we'll improve upon it. Yeah. The next one here in Power BI goals is improved filtering. Yeah. This was required. This made it really, really hard. Yeah, pretty easy to spot based on your statuses. You can sort on status now. So find everything that's on track, for example, find everything that's at risk, find everything that's overdue. Just, you know, again, and, and fit and no, it's not fit and finish. It's completion really is is what we're yeah. talking about. And this is as you said, table stakes. Yeah. Until you do this, it's it's hard to ask a user to to go in and start using this. Yeah. And, and uh, there, there's a, a keyword search on your goals as well. So if you've got a great yes. big, call it a scorecard. And I know this, they're not calling it scorecard, but if you've got a great big long scorecard, you can drill into a particular goal just by searching now. So that's good. Yeah. All right. The next two are kind of related, I yes, think. Yes, they are. And, uh, you know, you couldn't have the first without the second because it would have been kind of worthless. Kind of true. Yeah. The first one is APIs to determine who has access to what Power BI artifacts. Yeah. And I, by artifacts, let's define artifacts. Anything in Power BI is an artifact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anything that's got a security model attached to it, let's put it that way. And that's really what this brings to the table because there hasn't been, there still isn't really in the UI, a holistic view of who has access to what. This is not that, but this lets you do that. Let's put it that way. There's, it, it lets you do that a couple of ways. There's a new endpoint that will let you pass in the identifier of some sort of an asset. It's called get reporter, get report users as admin, and it will it will return mm-hmm. who has access to that particular asset according to its identifier. So that's you know, one at a time. But you can also now uh, use the scanner API. We talked about the scanner last week, uh, yep. which is not has nothing to do with scanning documents. Uh, the scanner API will now, in addition to, uh, to returning all of your inventory for each element of that inventory, if you want, it will also return that information. So who has access to that every particular piece of information of, of every 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 asset? Yeah, yeah. There's an assumption I'm going to make here, which is that I can pass in a user and say, what does this user have access to? I don't know if that's true. I wouldn't make that assumption. But the, the last line here is, it gives you user access information for various Power BI assets across your workspace. Yep. So you go and, the other way. Go get go go get all the people for the particular things, and then you'd have to filter through that list of people yourself, I think. Yeah. yeah. So I'm hopeful that we'll be able to have that at some point, which is you're filtering... like when you're making the API call that you're adding that filter to it That'd be interesting, yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't that be smart? I'm just saying. So um, (laughs) the next one here is service principle support for read-only admin APIs. Well, guess what the scanner uh, API is. Yeah, you you really want to be using that. You don't want to be using any kind of service accounts. Uh, We've had this. It's been in preview for a while now, since last December. Now it's GA. That's really that's really it. So now you can I, identify an app and give that app privileges and then away you go. So then this is oh. the way, basically the way it's done today. And the first line here is to better support security constraints of some organizations. We added service principle support for the scanner API, uh, scanner admin API. Yep. That's what this is for. This is so that you can do the previous function that we just talked about and all the scanner stuff without giving people full admin rights. Yep. You're giving yourself an inventorying account, that's which correct. says who has what are the rights, but without being able to see what's in the report. That's right, exactly. And right. That's huge. So, 
Anyway, next up is the mobile section, John. And Goals is now available in Power BI mobile apps. Yeah, this, this has been is, out for a bit. This is Goals month, yeah. Yep. This is not news, in my opinion, because we we got this a while back. This is just, I mean, this is the monthly recap, right? Yep. So this came out August 30th. So we've had this for a bit. So we're not going to dive into it. Uh, you can go off and take a look at Goals now as a part of the Power BI mobile app, Android and iOS, on your phone. Enjoy. Yep. There's some other things on the mobile side, exploring content that's relevant to you. Basically, there's a recommended strip that you can go and explore. So your organization says you should see these things or the AI uh, says you should see these things. And so that's available through the mobile app as well. If you know you want access to something and you don't already have it, you can now request access to a report right from that mobile app. So Yes, and that's really nice. Yeah. I'm very excited about that because that was a pain before. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's move right along. The next section is the developer, developer, developer section. Yes, it is. One item in here. This won't necessarily make sense to most people, but I'll, I'll, I'll try and recap this. They're moving the Power BI visual offers to the commercial marketplace within Partner Center. Commercial marketplace, App Center is another name for it, is where you go for lots of stuff. Azure apps, this is where you go for template apps, okay? Mm -hmm. It's now going to be where you go for visuals as opposed to the office store, which is where they were before. So they're all moving. So you, as a developer, need to know how to navigate the commercial marketplace. Take your time. Bring water. It's a little (laughs) bit of doing I've had to do it myself for the uh, for our template apps. It can be a real pain in the butt, frankly. But there's going to be a migration. You're going to have to do it. So knuckle under, get in there, and uh, you're going to be looking in the partner center. That's uh, part of the partner center. You're going into the one commercial marketplace. I want to di- sidetrack for just one second. Sure. Because I was playing with some template apps just this past week. Yeah. A good friend of mine is a uh, is a YouTuber, and she has a couponing a YouTube channel called Saving with Christina. So if okay. you're looking for good ideas on couponing, she's amazing. Couponing. But I, that's the first time I've heard that used as a verb. It's a big deal. No. Yeah, I've been trying to help her with some of her analytics and figuring out the YouTube side of the world and everything. Mm-hmm. But you know, I was playing around with some of the YouTube template apps. So I was like, hey, we've been looking at some of these other analytics tools and everything. Mm-hmm. And there are a couple of template apps out there. Mac Software has one mm-hmm. and Reed Havens has another. And I got to say, it feels like the template app stuff is not as easy as it should be. You know, Reed's, unfortunately, I need to reach out to him because his doesn't give you the ability to pop in your own data. Like it's just no. his sample stuff. So seems like there's some work to be done. Hopefully by this stuff moving to the partner center, this might no, make wouldn't. things a little bit more focused from the Microsoft team. No, I was kind of hoping that they'd make it easier. It's visuals that are moving. These things have already uh, been there. No, no. One thing I will say about that though, I mean, just because you, you brought up with the template apps, you can go in there and pop in your own data, and then the next time you do an update, it'll get blown out. That's not a good approach. But what you can do is connect to the data set. So now you can use meta models and start uh-huh. working with that. Or you could build your own reports off of that data set. That's a nice, safe way to do it. So yeah, just- but the thing is, is like you, with yours, it's like there's a button where it says, hey, click yeah. here to enter your... Reads doesn't do that. Like oh, okay. I, I see. I don't I see. know if that's just a, a complication, so I need to reach out to him. That might be the parameters chosen. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting thing. I've been playing with some other template apps because I'm trying to figure out, like, are we going to look at doing that at work or not? So, But yeah, the visual side of it is uh, is interesting here as well. I'm going to be curious to see, uh, as we look at custom visuals mm-hmm. at work, and buying them for corporate use and for client use, if the, if this makes things uh, 
well, easier for people to start to use and put things out there. So, cause I can't sideload. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, no. And, and one big thing here is that visuals, Power BI custom visuals, there is no monetization model, right? You cannot buy them. You have not been able to buy them from the office store, but the one commercial marketplace certainly has mechanisms to allow for that. So I wonder if that's going to be something that becomes an option in the future. That would definitely make a big difference if we could, you know, because being able to, to pay for something gives a, a commitment. Yep. You know, and that, that's an important thing. All right, let's finish this out, John, because yep. we're, I know we're, we're over time and our listeners are probably wondering, are they going to stop you know, rambling yeah. at this point? So visualizations is the next section. And, uh, you know, I think we can comfortably let people go take a look at these on their own. Let people go look, have a look. Yeah, there's a bunch of them. Because we still have two things we really do need to talk about. There yeah. are a bunch of them. Take a look at them. There's some recommended ones, as always, editors, picks, and some new visuals in the app source, uh, in app source as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but the thing I want to talk about real quick before we wrap this up is a new version of Power BI Report Builder, John. Yep. This is a really big deal. Yep. As this it turns is out. the 64-bit yeah. version of Power BI Report Builder. Yeah, that's, that's something that we've never had before <laughs> is yeah 64-bit uh, RDL editor. I mean, this is this is. I'm surprised it's not a bigger supply. I actually missed the fact that it was 64-bit this month. It's like, oh yeah. <laughs> I'm saying that this is a huge deal because the enhanced memory limits, the performance issues sure. that we get with that are absolutely huge. And whether it's been available or not, like the 64-bit the version is available from the Microsoft Download Center yep. in, addition and the store. in addition to the store. So this does require you, if I'm not mistaken, to uninstall the previous versions in order to get the 64-bit version installed, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. that's important. If you're listening and you're doing paginated report building, go uninstall your old version Go out to the store and down and get it through the store. If you can't, go to the download center and do it there. This to me is huge. The memory limits that we get under the 32-bit, like looking at it, trying to load and run a massive load, you'd, you'd bomb out. Mm -hmm. This into, gives into us that capability to really yeah. load up almost, I, I think it's unlimited amount, whatever the limit is on it's your on computer, your yeah. right? So, and then you can, you page file out from there, right? That's right. <laughs> but, but the performance gains that come as well. There's also a line in here about enhanced support for date time parameters yes, now provided. I wondered if you'd be noticing that. So I got to think, I got to think, enhanced support for date time parameters. Uh, monkeying around with uh, paginated report visual in PBIX reports, passing date and time back. This is probably going to make that easier. I've not looked at it myself, but I imagine you will be. Uh, I definitely will be. This is like, I wrote a white paper on how to get around yeah. this. I think yeah. this is them solving that problem, That'd which negates nice. the usefulness of that work that I did, which, you know what? <laughs> Feeling pretty good That's about that. That's how this stuff works, right? Is <laughs> yes. like, Obviously, it was a big enough deal that they went off and, and yeah. fixed it. Yep. If so that's what it I, is, yeah. If, in fact, that's what it is, I'm going to, I'll happily uh, take the, the victory lap on wasted time sure. for, uh, of writing a white paper that is no longer useful because it's just a button click. That's yeah. the dream, John, right yeah. there. And the uh, the last item today is uh, updates to the ideas forum. And I think this is interesting that this is showing up in the monthly up, uh, service updates because this really isn't anything to do with the core product. But I think it does reflect the importance with which the team is viewing the ideas forum now. And I, I don't think anybody's, uh, anybody's surprised to, see, to know how disappointed we were when it moved away from uh, user voice last year and it, the functionality kind of went 
into the toilet. But they've doubled down on it. They've fixed an awful lot of stuff. And they're being very forthcoming with what's going on and what some of the remaining problems are. Just outlined here, they found a problem with the rich text editor, so they've actually disabled it. And for now, they're going to be plain text. They're going to fix it. And uh, there's even um, they're even pointing out that they're implementing a what we're working on feature for the for the ideas forum. So if, if you have an idea, you don't know if anybody's mentioned it before, for the forum itself, you can at least go check that FAQ page. So, I mean, it, 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 what it does, to, it, what it really shows to me is the fact that they're taking this very seriously. I agree. I've had some conversations with folks at Microsoft about this and about how important this one is. I think it's key yep. that they get back to it. They really do care. Mm-hmm. They're paying attention to the fact that they lost us for a while there. And they know it's going to take time. I, I still haven't gone back full on. I mean, I, no, I, I should, uh, and I should. I just lost they, the habit. They know, you know it's going to take time. Mm-hmm. You know, that's part, been part of the conversation. And it's an important distinction yep. that, hey, we realize we, we lost your trust. And you know that's where we're at. We'll see them fix it yep. over time. I agree with you. I'm not back full. I've put some stuff in, mm-hmm. but people just aren't voting. I don't think people are there yet. Yeah. So we're hopefully going to start putting more stuff in as we talk about it. And we'll share it out on Twitter and put it in show notes and things like that, John. But uh, I've heard the commitment from them. I've heard the sincerity yep. in the conversation. And uh, I'm hopeful, again, it will get better. As am I. All right. All right, my man. I think that's a wrap on this week. I should this do This month. And yeah. uh, we'll come back with a news update next week. Yeah, I think so. And uh, if you have not taken a look, the last drop, we're going to be talking about this at pretty much every uh, every time we, we do the show. Get out there and register for Microsoft Ignite November 2nd through yep. the 4th. Go out to myignite.microsoft.com. Go out and take a look at it. There's going to be a lot of cool stuff. We had yep. Patrick uh, LeBlanc on the show last week. And he talked about, like, there's going to be announcements for Power BI. Get so, after yeah. it. Yeah. Like, get on there. Make sure that you find Arun's keynote and uh, anything that Amir is uh, is, is uh, going to be involved in and anybody from the team and go register for it as soon as that. Uh, yeah, registration's open, but as soon as Schedule Builder hits, go take a look. You know it, sir. All right, buddy. I will talk to you soon. Have a good one. Bye, everybody. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Bifocal Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us on SoundCloud iTunes, or via your favorite podcast app. You can follow us on Twitter at Bifocal Show. The show notes for this and all of the Bifocal podcasts can be found on the Bifocal.show blog. The music for the Bifocal podcast is Indie Rock by Scott Holmes and is shared under Creative Commons. 